So, you, you remember my roommate? Uh, the one that can't use the rice cooker. Yep. Apparently he doesn't know how to use an oven either. Really? Yeah. So, so how, how So how does this guy even eat? Uh, well, he's been using the rice cooker since I've taught him. <laughs> Before that, it was instant food. But anyways, back to the oven. So, so he cooked a meal, a.k.a. pretty much tater tots. And he asked me, how do, how do I get the pan out? So I told him to use his hands. Really? And not his head? Yep. So he reached down there and tried to go out the pan. <laughs> and uh, do you have any sort of oven mitts? Yeah, they're right next to the oven. <laughs> In fact, he, he uses the oven mitts as a teacup holder for his <laughs> tea. Okay, I was going to say that you were just mean-spirited and evil. But this guy's just a dumbass. Well, let's, let's also put another thing into perspective. He's 28. And that means what? People, you know, being older doesn't necessarily mean that you are smarter. Indeed. This is Control Structure episode 34, Self-Fulfilling Prophecy for July 9th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson, and now with more bits than a UUID. How you been, Chris? Oh, I've been great. Got me a new ball crusher. A new ball crusher. How interesting. Yep. Yes, it is. Would you? Her mind, name is Ashley. Would you mind going into details? Was there some kind of accident? I wouldn't say accident, just based off my last ball crusher. See the fringe for more details. Oh, you're going to play that game, huh? Yep. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be breaking up with you pretty soon. That's fine. <laughs> so, um, I guess you spent uh, the entire holiday and weekend uh, getting your balls crushed. Nope. Just just uh, 80% of my vacation, which was Friday the... I want to say Friday the... Um, 28th, well, the 29th through the 5th over at her house. So, just about seven days. And I guess her parents were okay with this? She lives alone. Well, technically, her parents live with her. Oh. Well, actually, her mom lives with her... Her dad lives across the street with his family. Is she Indian? No. She's American. Oh, that's good. Yep. I mean, it would be good if she was Indian, too. I mean, some Indian chicks can be pretty hot. Indeed, most of them are hot. (laughs) But an ironic story to that point of the matter. Not sure if I told this last. No, I didn't. Because you weren't here when I... Because you weren't here last week, that's why. Yeah. So, right before I went on vacation, I had one of my Indian friends that's a female ping another one of my friends that's a male, also Indian, saying that I proposed to her. Really? Was she trying to start something? No, I told her to do that because he he keeps telling her that I love her and want to marry her and such. Do you? So I had her tell him that I proposed to her. <laughs> and, then, and then I go on vacation and get me another girlfriend. 
Ah, well, be careful. You're so that sounds like playing with fire. Sounds kind of dangerous. Eh, I'll live. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, well, you could be mistaken in your identity. So, hmm. so yeah, it was uh, sort of odd that, uh, I think it was sometime on Sunday, that uh, some freelance writer from some retro gaming magazine in Ireland, he uh, emails me and asks me, Hey, are you this Andrew Bailey that made the Shadowrun game on the SNES? <laughs> really? Really. So, I'm like, um, no, but I should probably check this thing out. So, sure enough, I pull up Wikipedia and find a uh, SNES game for, you know, Shadowrun. And uh, sure enough, one of the programmers on this game is Andrew Bailey. Huh. Yes. Cool. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's uh, the bloke that uh, my, my name got stolen from. So, you know, this is just the case of mistaken identity. Or this could be a case of time travel. Nah, because a case of mistaken identity. Because, I mean, it seems like, you know, in some alternate universe, Shadowrun might be something that I may be interested in. Didn't, didn't I see on Steam some time ago something about Shadowrun being recreated? Hmm, maybe. I've, I've seen it somewhere. It might have been on Kickstarter or something, but, uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I wonder if I should get into this, but then it might start to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But, but uh, observation suggests that those are pretty dangerous. Indeed. Huh, cool. The, the, the only mistaken identity I ran into is somebody with my name also is a mass murder killer. I'm not sure, but Thompson seems like a name that would be more common than Bailey. It is much common, along with Chris. Yes. But how many of them do not live in Kentucky? I'm pretty sure a lot of them do not live in Kentucky. <laughs> So, have you heard about healthcare prices? I have, and they seem to be out of control. Indeed. So, um, I guess Oklahoma is uh, no Kate, no exception to that, um, because prices are essentially a race to the bottom, uh, which is, I guess, the opposite of wherever uh, all the other prices are going. So, it seems like some surgery center out there decided that they would be transparent and post their prices online. So, like, apparently you can get, like, these surgeries for, like, the stated price, and that is everything. Everything? So, yeah. Huh, cool. No so, hidden fees? Apparently not. So if there's complications in the surgery, it's still included? Um, I guess. Cool. What are the prices for latex? Uh, I haven't looked at those. Well, we could certainly use a pair. So, yeah. It seems like a lot of uh, other hospitals around there are trying out the same thing. So, yeah, apparently some guy from uh, California uh, tore his patella tendon. I'm not sure where that is. Um, so, apparently where he lived in California, uh, surgery was going to be $30,000. Uh, but in Oklahoma, it was going to be $5,700, like a fifth of the price. Um 
uh, add an airfare, and it's still, like, way cheaper. And plus you get to go visit a new place. Uh, plus you might be able to get to see a tornado. Ooh! Speaking of tornadoes, Oklahoma did have the largest recorded ever tornado just a month or two ago. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I think it was like two point something miles wide. Mm-hmm. Miles, not feet. I miles. Know. Yeah, a two feet tornado is an exceptionally skinny one. <laughs> Heck, not even two kilometers, not two meters. Huh. Mile. So, anyways, screw that. Yeah. I'm moving back to Utah here. <laughs> hey, you know, Utah gets tornadoes. Yeah. Once every... Year? Millennium. I, I only know of one recorded tornado. Well, then again, uh, tornadoes are like... Well, some uh, most of them are pretty small. And uh, I t- guess if you want to include those dust devils... And Utah is pretty empty. I mean, all things considered. Yes, all things considered would be a correct statement. So, but so, you know what? I, but you know what else is pretty empty? Hmm. What? Net gain. Net gain. Yeah. How is that empty? First, you can't fail a single mission. Oh, that's, that's, basically, that's basically all you do on the game. Awesome. Yep. I would highly recommend not going and checking it out. <laughs> so, you got any other updates? Yep. Planet Explorers. They released the alpha prototype, which for some reason I can't seem to get to boot up. But nobody else has complained about it, so it might be isolated to my machine. But based on the Alpha 0.53, I'm really looking forward to this one. And it looks like my download has finished. Cool. Yeah, use the key I got you and let me know if it works for you. Okay. I guess I'll have to step away from Fallout New Vegas to do that. And you can do them at the same time. What are you talking about? For the, for the first time in, like, ever, we don't have anything. Because apparently there is, like, a holiday or something. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm over it. Yeah, I thought you said you were tired of that crap a while back. I haven't been here for a while. <laughs> well, that's your fault. So, uh, but instead, uh, some people got together and made another uh, HTTP draft. Um, HTTP 2.0, the latest draft, requested that it has has been marked for implementation. So, things are finally going ahead on this. Um, The newest draft uh, includes uh, header field compression and multiple concurrent messages uh, or sessions on the same connection. So, like how HTTP is currently done is that, uh, or at least in the beginning, there is one connection per request. So, like you would load the HTML page, that was one connection, and then it would be closed. And then, oh, there's like 50 images on this page, so it was like another connection for each one. Um, oh, well, that would certainly make things much easier to use. So, so HTTP 1.1 allowed the connection to stay open, so another thing could be requested. Um, but it seems now you would only need one connection, and it would serve like all these purposes. 
I could see some dangerous risk for that. How so? Multi-threading, um... You, you won't be able to do parallel stuff. Um, yeah, you I could. Because one uh, with HTTP 2.0, you can be able to use one connection to request, like, a bajillion things at the same time. Mm. So there's not the overhead of an additional H uh, TCP handshake. It would only be one TCP connection, one HTTP connection, but you you can request, like, 30 bajillion things over it. So, interesting. Uh, yep, and this is uh, a little bit different from uh, uh, Quick, which I talked about last week, uh, which is essentially HTTP over UDP. Uh, again, to eliminate that TCP handshake. So, yeah, uh, I wonder how long it will take for this uh, uh, HTTP 2.0 to take place. Um, it looks like this uh, draft will expire on January 9th. And, uh... Why are these drafts so short? Well, because they want to move this forward. Um, it seems like this this version of the draft has been marked for implementation. Interoperability testing will occur uh, starting August 5th. So that's within a month. Cool. So I suspect that uh, this will be implemented in uh, Chrome and Firefox uh, pretty quickly. That'll be good. Yep, of course. The, uh, the only issue is uh, servers would also have to support it as well. But that shouldn't be too bad. Nope. So, you hear about the next new big thing? Uh, what next new big thing? Nothing. So, now might be a good time to brush up on your URL encoding. Yes. So, apparently, there's a lot of things that could go into a URL. So, like, apparently, um... Let's see, what was it? Uh, path parameters. I know about query parameters, but I don't know about path parameters. Path parameters? Yeah, apparently they go in between, uh, like, the uh, the path on the server and the query parameters. Hmm. Of course, you sort of know already about the port and uh, maybe the user and password part of the URL. Yep. So, and uh, let's see. At some point, it gives gives you a whole bunch of characters and weird symbols, and apparently, it's a valid HTTP URL under the standard. Interesting. So, and I'll, the I'll de I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, and. Uh, there, the only bad part about URLs is that there's different uh, characters that need to be escaped in different parts. Mm. Well, then again, the, you sh you sh we should already be familiar with escape character. Yeah, but, but I mean, you you'd think that you know a URL would be consistent all the way through. Um, having. Have, <laughs> Having different escaping rules for different parts of the URL is like having a car where you push a lever to turn left and pull something to turn right. You know, this is HTML we're talking about. Well, HTTP no. we're talking about. Well, which sort of derived from the same organization that HTML had. Yeah. But, so, uh, totally different. Those, and you got those stupid people who like to hang on to tradition. Yeah. Like managers. Burn them all. Like managers. 
Yep, burn the witches. <laughs> so, uh, you heard about Firefox, huh? Yep. They'll be... Yeah, I heard about Firefox. They were trying to get me to buy some car insurance the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, uh, Firefox users pay less for car insurance than users of other browsers. Uh, according really? to... Yes. So, I found this, and... Uh... <laughs> See, cover. So you, you, you found all of these. You don't have to claim credit. <laughs> well, I mean, someone had to. I mean, it's not you know, it's not like both of us cooperating. You know, the news gathering here. So, I, I, I just take the credit. So, <laughs> so in celebration of National Insurance Day on June twenty eighth, uh, Coverhound. Uh, did a few comparisons and sent out a survey and compared something almost as exciting as car insurance, uh, user's choice of web browsers. And they found that on average, Firefox users pay $608 for six months of car insurance. Uh, Chrome users pay $731, uh, while Internet Explorer and Safari users pay $750. Huh, interesting. And uh, I pay far less than any of those. Yeah, but you're also an over 25. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I said the average age of Firefox surveyed was 35, so. Uh, but IE users, uh, Internet Explorer users, were 38. And uh, let's see, both Chrome and Safari users averaged out to about 32. Huh. Man. Yeah, so apparently start using Firefox and your car insurance should go down. So, hey, uh, speaking about uh, HTTP 2.0, you might want to read about IPv6. The, uh, The new fancy... Uh, internet protocol address stuff. Hmm. Really? So, so instead of 32 bits for your address, it has been extended to 128. 128? Mm-hmm. That's more bits than a UUID. So, uh... But you don't have to worry because apparently you can abbreviate uh, IPv6 addresses a little bit. <laughs> so, so many gazillion addresses, we're never going to run out of space. Yeah, get back with us in about a thousand years when we've conquered a few galaxies. Actually, half of the number of bits has already been reserved for your own land. Hmm. Okay. How about get back with us when we've conquered, like, all of the little grains of sand on, like, this side of the galaxy? Hmm. That's gonna be one big land party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but then so, there's... But- is Mars connected? Yeah, they just finished connecting with Alpha 5479. Beta 6742. Two, one is coming online in two minutes. And uh, this guy over in Alpha Centauri has a ping of ten bajillion. (laughs) Now now the question comes is, what game would we play? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Probably Sins of a Solar Empire. <laughs> or maybe a, a lovely game of StarCraft. Hmm. Or Star that, Citizen. That 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 might offend the prototype that are playing. Yeah. Not to but, mention the Zergs. Hmm. But you know because you can't abuse your Zergs. But you know Peter is against that. But you know what I really hate is when some stupid Batarian comes on and he's just shouting all these racial slurs in some language I don't recognize. 
but uh let's see but well before that happens uh, microsoft would have to be restructured um in fact uh, their newest restructuring plan is going to be uh announced on thursday Mm. so um uh, lately it was uh uh, how should I say? Lately, one of the guys, I think it was the head of the Xbox division, left. And who knows whether this was like sort of planned or whether this was just something that he thought up. But uh, apparently this is uh, like it's sort of like already been happening or whatever. So, yeah, we'll be talking about this. Sounds good. Hey, speaking about other Microsoft things, did you hear about the uh, Xbox One? I did hear about the Xbox One. Uh, The first Xbox One, that is. The Xbox? Yeah, I guess that's what they called it back in the day. Um, Apparently they went through a few uh, names for the thing. For a while there, they didn't know what to call it. Um, Hmm. First, there. First, uh, they you know went through some code names uh, like WEP, uh, short for Windows Entertainment Project, something to keep the executives comfortable. And then they was uh, had Midway, as in Midway between a PC and a console, or Battle of Midway or something. And then the Direct Xbox, uh, which was shortened to Xbox in an email very early on. Um, and then they went through a few other suggestions, and, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, what department was it? Um, the naming department, or the development department? The naming guys. I'm not exactly sure who they were, probably someone in marketing. Uh, for some unknowable, unknowable reason, they wanted it to call it 11X. But, uh, yeah, well, you got a 7-Eleven. <laughs> well, but not 11-7. It's kind of hard to patent numbers, you know. Yes, it is. So, but heck, if UPS can patent it brown... Or, uh, uh, what was it? That one uh, douche telecom... Uh, patenting uh, magenta everywhere. Hmm. So. Oh, you got Max Face Full Action Center, and then I like the next next one, Myth <laughs> Microsoft Interactive Theater. <laughs> yeah. You got the TAC, Total Action Center. Uh, VIP, uh, Virtual Interactive Player. You have P2P, uh, Power to Play. So. You also have O2, Optimize Ozone. You also have uh, P2, Power Play. Uh, you have TSO uh, three six zero, uh, which which is kind of odd. R and R, reality and resolution. Revolution, not resolution. Sorry, my bad. That that would have been the uh, next console. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. So, you know, in developing a good product, you need to uh, have some ideas. Uh, but not all ideas are good ideas. So, Wait. so at some point, you'll have to say no to ideas. Because otherwise, you have something that's called design by committee. So, like, a, you know, apparently you'll just have, you know, something that everyone wants a feature in 
but it'll be useful to no one, and like it's not focused Correct. on something. Um, and then but there's that, well, that's like trying to get like five five hundred people all trying to make their own style of pancakes. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, with all these features and stuff, there's costs. And uh, you know, you can say, "Oh, we can do it. We can just make it optional." That's you know, then you have death by options or preferences or something. And mm-hmm. and of course, you have something you know, like oh, like my you know, six year old daughter didn't get it or something, and we have to fix something about this and then you have something that's really stupid so sorry I'm, I'm, I'm just drinking my bread and butter oh. so and then there's the uh, realization that oh we don't have anything uh, going at that time you know like we don't have anything planned for that time or something so Mm-hmm. Then you got cost. Yep, I mentioned that. Um, I thought you did. I thought I did. Huh. I mentioned it to myself, at least. <laughs> okay. Uh, the boss really wants it. Um, uh, the... Let's see. But this could be, quote, the one killer feature. So, you know, there's uh, plenty of things that you should be declining in your product. So, uh, for instance, you know, this doesn't necessarily apply to products, but, you know, like entire, uh, you know, like departments and lines of businesses. Uh, For instance, a typical date might involve a movie, a dinner, and a ride home. Uh, So if a theater owner is constantly worried about what other businesses will build, and hungry about wanting to, you know, capture more value, they'll put a restaurant into the theater and start a cab company. Then they'll be crap at all three instead of sort of good at one. Mm. And then the other restaurants will start to screen movies. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. But along with a good product, you also have to have a good UI. So, uh, here's, uh, like 15 suggestions about how to build a good user interface. Uh, for instance, try having a one column layout instead of three or even two. Uh, try offering a gift instead of, uh, trying to close a sale. Um, let's see, and, uh, Something about social proof, uh, you know, like about what others are saying about your about you and your product, rather than uh, you explaining it. Um, kind of, kind of like what Amazon and New Egg does. Yep. So uh, try distinct styles between clickable and selected items instead of blurring them or just using random colors everywhere. Why everybody loves random colors. Uh, but, uh, I'm not special like that. Hmm. So, uh, try recommending some product instead of showing them all an equal footing. Um, try doing, try giving an option to undo instead of prompting for confirmation. Um, try being direct instead of indecisive and asking questions. So, and Mm. interestingly, show where something's being made. Show what? Show where something is being made. Like, where are they making my sandwich? Yep, or where your Kickstarter is coming from. Mmm. Use fewer form fields. Yeah, nobody likes to fill out forms. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the disaster of internal company web apps, or just apps in general. 
So um, try exposing options instead of hiding them in a drop-down. Really? Yeah. Huh. Never thought about that one. So, yep. So you've heard about Valve, right? Yeah. The people who can't count to three. Yeah. They, they've gotten really, really close, though. 2.5. 2.5? Half-Life 2.5? Never heard of it. Huh. Just one I had it installed on my PC computer. Uh, let's oh. see. I, I know that they did Half-Life 2, uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, uh, Team Fortress 2, Dota 2, Portal 2. Uh, yeah, just Half-Life 2. My uh, bad. And probably well, Half-Life, Half-Life 2 Episode 2 would... It's probably the closest they have ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't they just increment one of them? But apparently, they have absolutely no problem with the number four. Because there's left four dead two. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> well, so, if if you average it out, it is three. Uh, but not with all the other twos that they have. That's that's probably where you're getting the one point five. Uh, so anyway, apparently Valve has this sort of peer to peer. Uh, management structure, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, Jerry Ellisworth uh, was working on their like hardware lab or something uh, when apparently they were just up and fired, and uh, she has gone uh, to I think it's Gamma Sutra here. And she's just given an interview saying, you know, yeah, we've all read the Valve handbook, and that that's a very idealized view of what it goes on, but it's not all like that. Mm. So, and then there's the uh, thing of, you know, uh, like the thing of safety, whereas, you know, it's great that, you know, someone somewhere might be doing something completely new and interesting and experimental, uh, but then there's the safe bets, um, like making Team Fortress 2 hats or working on Dota 2 or something. Uh, mm. Some, you know, stuff that people actually love and are in the news all the time. Um, this is might be why there's not uh, Half-Life 3. <laughs> They're still stuck on 2. Yep. So... This is a very interesting read. So, uh, she said that one thing I found out the hard way is that there is actually a hidden layer of powerful management structure in the company. Um, apparently, she says that it felt a lot like high school. There are the popular kids that have acquired power, then there's the troublemakers, and then there's everyone in between. Mm. So... Yeah, because the uh, Valve handbook pretty much said that there are no gods, there are no bosses, uh, there's just, you know, interesting things to work on. And I'm not exactly sure how Gabe Newell fits into all of that. He is God. Well, actually, no, they said there's no God, but there may be a devil. <laughs> there may be a devil. Yeah. Oh, they must have been talking about uh, Bobby Kotick. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so, yeah. Very interesting company, Valve. So, uh, speaking of games and stuff, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we've all realized that uh, violent games do not make people violent. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I notice that when I'm driving down the road, sometimes on a nice, peaceful, quiet day, I just want to stick my head out and start shooting like in a uh, St. Row. Really? 
Yeah. Or when I see a crowd of people, I just want to sh- start slaughtering them all, like in, uh... Pick any zombie game. Okay, I think the question there is, why are you playing games while you're driving? No, I'm not playing games while I'm driving. I'm withdrawing from games, so therefore I want to do this stuff. Hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah, uh, Studies have repeatedly shown uh, the contrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, then there's the interesting fact that uh, violent crime has actually been going down for the past 20 years. Uh, supposedly when violent video games became a thing. So, um, there's also a few other points. Uh in that uh, censorship is barred by the First Amendment, so you can't actually, you know, tell the government to, uh, you know, stop selling these things and make sure that none of these are sold. Uh, and industry, in industry self-regulation works. Um, so, like you've seen those ESRB ratings on games, right? Yeah. Apparently, those are more likely to be enforced than other kinds of media ratings. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I just remembered a really interesting thing I read a while ago. Difference between reality and well, reality and game. A in reality, sex is highly looked upon, and violence is discouraged. In games, violence is highly encouraged, and sex is discouraged. Hmm. Could could you get a you get a video game with sex in it? Ooh, no, it's a bad game. Whereas you can have a the, the bloodiest violent game, and people will say it's a good game. Yeah, at least in America. Yes, and we are talking about America. Yep. So apparently, over in Europe, it's the other way. They like sex but hate violence. Man, I should start getting some more European games. Um, well, apparently a lot of Japanese, uh, anime... Yeah, yeah, is... don't get don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't watch TV, so I wouldn't know any of that. Yes, yes, so, thank you. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, this reminds me of a quote from the CEO of Crytek, um... The people, who, the people who made the first Far Cry and the Crisis games, uh, like I remember him actually saying once that he would actually rather make a game that's all about sex than all about violence, and I thought that was kind of weird, uh, coming from a guy whose company makes the prettiest murder simulators ever. <laughs> well, just think what they could do if they got hit wish. So. Um, I do have Witcher 2, and the butts in that game look pretty good. Really? Yes. Huh, I might have to go take a peek at it at some time. Not <laughs> peek. <laughs> well, my, mind you, I'm not interested in the Witcher game. I tried playing the first one, and man, is it really long. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So... I've yet to play through the second one for the second time. Mm. So. So, have you heard about NSA? Oh, I've been hearing plenty about the NSA for like a month. It's I'm almost tired of it. But do go have, on. Have you heard about that the U.S. court had rejected the state state secret defense? Really? Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about this? Nope, but I assume you do. You picked the article. <sighs> you got me. <laughs> so, uh, apparently the NSA has been responding to everyone asking about, hey, do you have any any information that you may have collected on me? Uh, they do this through, like, Freedom of Information Act requests. And apparently the NSA has responded to every single one of them as saying, no, this is, like, state secret stuff, and th- if this ever gets out, um, it'll cause grave damage to national security. 
which is mm. kind of odd because everyone knows that they're doing it anyway. And the court has, uh, a district court has finally said, cut it out. That's not going to work anymore. That's good. So, yeah, this will be interesting to see where this goes. Well, at least that guy who can finally get out of jail. What guy? Well, a few weeks ago we had a guy that could could be proven innocent had he gotten his phone records from them. Oh, right. Not sure what happened to him. Yeah. But man, I could see a lot of future divorces. <laughs> yep. Quoting NSA 1.2 dash B. Yep. So, uh, let's see. I forget where where this was. I think it might have been on 8-bit. Um, that, or at least a fringe thereof. But did you know that chromium is not chrome? Yep. So uh, chromium is uh, the open source uh, base, if you will, of the Google Chrome browser. And uh, Linux distributions love to include chromium in their just dis- you know in their base distribution or in their repositories. And apparently a lot of people assume that, oh, this is like the open source version of Chrome. And that's not exactly the case um, in that uh, Google sort of, you know, develops and backs the Chromium project. And then after that's all done, they add in a few other things like uh, crash reporting, uh, uh, flash and PDF support and a few other things. Uh, and they package that up into Chrome. Hmm, interesting. So, and you can get Chrome for Linux. So, and uh, apparently, you know, we've talked about IDEs, we've talked about Visual Studio, we've talked about Eclipse... Uh, but what if you wanted to make something a little bit more in English? You uh, mean like like a poet? Yes, a like poem? a yes, a like sonnet? a sonnet. Yes, a haiku, especially like a haiku. So there is a IDE for poets. Huh. interesting. I've gone to it, typed in a few letters, they give you the syllable, they give you rhyming. Yeah. Very interesting. So maybe I might have to try this out whenever I write another haiku or something. Well, haikus are very easy. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to rhyme. Refrigerator. Yep. <laughs> I I think that's how it went. Haikus are very easy. They don't have to make any sense. Refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so, what if Steve Jobs had been a woman? Well, first of all, we wouldn't be having Apple products. Really? Yep. Ah, oh, that's a scary picture. <laughs> yeah. So, like, back in the it, it, 70s, you know, like, having, you know, a personality like Steve Jobs, but if it had been a woman presenting those views, it would have been very odd at the time. Yep. And... Society uh, had not matured to that level at that time. And even today, not quite. Well, today is much, much better than it used to be. Yep. So. And typically, if you think about it, the only people that reject those ideas are the old, old people that need to have retired by now. Yep. But thanks to our crap economy, that's not going to happen for a while. Yeah, I guess so. So, Stephanie Jobs 
Besides, she would have had an easier time in lipstick. Yes. We would have had, uh, you know, the iPhones would have had an eye lipstick dispenser. Yep. The iPads would have actually been iPads. (laughs) 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 You would have also had the eye tampon. (laughs) And the eye purse. The eye condom. Mm, No, not really. For her pleasure. (laughs) So... I don't think any guy would admit to using any of those. Probably not. So, yeah. But, again, let's move on. Uh, To the year 2000, in fact. The year formerly known as the future. Uh, (laughs) This post is a rather uh, hilarious look back. So, uh, you know, so you're... uh, you know, you go to, you know, not even a coffee, coffee shop, uh, but you, you know, go to your table and it's like, well, you don't have a smartphone, uh, but you are on the cutting edge of technology, so you pull out your laptop right in front of you to check the news, and you have time to make some coffee while it boots up. So, time to check Twitter for the latest, nope. That that's not around yet. So let's see what your friends are up to over on Face. Nope, that doesn't exist either. MySpace. Nope. <laughs> so uh, the upside is that you're in for a distraction-free news reading. You head over to like a whole bunch of newspaper websites, and you glance at the actual newspaper across the table, but you know that the newspaper f- provides a better news fix. so before you pack your bag for work you decide to check some email Uh, unlike most of your friends you the early adopter do that before going to the office Uh, also you must not forget to email yourself that presentation you prepared at home it's titled invent dropbox before someone else does (laughs) so uh, let's see. You uh, make a quick uh, stop at a coffee shop for a friend. Uh, she tells you about this great band she discovered yesterday. Um, so she pulls out her phone to show you a video. Wait, actually she doesn't, because video doesn't look so great on a 84 by 48 pixel monochrome display. Also, YouTube is not around. No problem, <laughs> I already have it on my iPod, she says. She lies, to be precise. The iPod doesn't exist yet, uh, but you could have had an MP3 player, but it was probably a uh, Rio that looked ridiculous. Hmm. So you pull out your laptop to check the band on Napster. Uh, Because, after all, this is around. uh, But too bad the cafe doesn't have Wi-Fi. Because you're one of the first laptops that support it. <laughs> so, your so friend... That in 2000, cafes offered either copy or internet, but rarely both. Uh, but your friend promises to burn you a CD with some of the songs on it and bring it along next time you meet. Hmm. To send them over email is not possible because the files are too large. <laughs> so, and plenty of other things that provide a nice contrast to what we were. So, here we are back in 2013 with self-driving cars, 3D printing, and augmented reality glasses. Uh, all of those things you missed while traveling back to 2000? Boring, everyday stuff we don't even think about anymore. Yeah. So, wonder what the future's going to be like in 10 years. Well, hard to tell. Um, phones would have probably reached about 6 inches. 
six inches. Yeah, because smartphones are getting bigger. You know, there's going to be a point where they reach a laptop. I think that's what uh, tablets are. Yep. So at that point, it's. I think actually, I think it's going to be. Um, I saw this um, kind of like a research done where they were taking contact lenses and putting displays on them. I think I've heard about that before. So I think we will be having those. I wonder how you would uh, control the input on those. Brainwaves. If only. Because we do have that technology for keyboards and mouses. Uh, so... All we, all we have to do is enhance our psionic abilities. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, they have the wonderful ghost program that's happening. Yeah, supposedly. But nobody knows about that. Unfortunately, we don't have any uh, podcast feedback this week. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I wasn't on. I wasn't on last week uh, because uh, I guess Ryan didn't play any games or any Guild Wars either. So, uh, if you would like to submit feedback, go ahead and do so. Uh, click on the link. So, and uh, remember that today is International Backup Awareness Day, so back up your stuff. Every day is International Backup Awareness Day. So, back up your stuff. So, let's see, I did talk to my mom. Uh, That's good. Yep, so, hi mom. (laughs) So, uh, let's see, coming up for next week. um, I should be... uh, the improvements to my blog should be finished in the next week. So, cool. so do you know what Markdown is? Nope. It's sort of like a lightweight uh, markup language that's uh, similar to what Wikipedia uses. Um, but it's for other things aside from wikis. So I'm upgrading my blog with that, and I noticed that... Uh, you know, whenever I post uh, an article on my blog, that I also uh, tend to go back and edit it a lot. So I'm going to be adding a preview feature. And mm. and while doing all of this, I realized that the entire process of posting an article was essentially hanging by a thread in a prayer. So that I want to re-architect that. Hanging by a thread in a prayer. Essentially. I'm sorry, what does that mean? Uh, easily broken. So, let's see. And a few other things, but yeah, those are the main ones. And what are you doing? Nothing. Yeah, sure. So, what will you be doing? Going to work, sleeping, Me playing too. video games. Me too. Next weekend, however, my girlfriend's coming down. Oh. You will remember that we have a podcast next week, right? She'll only be here for the weekend. Oh. Oh, because uh, of your... Uh, can't use the rice cooker or the oven roomy. That and other things. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, namely, I have work. Yeah, that kind of gets in the way. Yeah, but it makes it kind of nice. So, yeah, I was talking to uh, one of my friends and, uh, you know, talking about, you know, holidays coming up and then came to Thanksgiving. Uh, So I was like, yeah, I'd be happy to pick up your sister in Steubenville, you know, if it means that I have a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, so, and then there's the, you know, odd thing about, uh, you know, having a land party that would last a few days. Hmm. Nice. So, yep. Anyways, that seems to be about it. So, uh, how was, yeah, that was, yeah. So, Ignore me, I'm already half asleep. <laughs> so, have a good one. You too.